Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And this is our morning edition where we will cover three news stories plus one local story. Okay, so our first news story will concern the debate over whether Washington, D.C. could become the United States' 51st state. So Democrats in the House of Representatives approved a bill that would turn D.C. into the United States' 51st state, and the vote turned out to be 232 to 180. For years, the D.C. license plates have borne the statement, Taxation Without Representation, which demonstrates the citizens' dissatisfaction about their lack of statehood. Only one is the same opportunities as the rest of the U.S. citizens. Washington, D.C.'s population is actually larger than two states that we already have, Vermont and Wyoming, oh, wow. which is further reason for the district to become an official state. This bill was popular among Democrats, but Republicans are against this notion, which would make it harder to pass in the Senate since it's Republican-dominated. And Trump is also against it. On Wednesday, June 24th, the Trump administration was released a formal statement opposing the bill, and Trump himself said that he would veto it if it ever passed through to him. And I think this is because they were against the addition of Democratic senators and congressmen being added if D.C. does become an official state. So we'll see how that goes. So our next news is uh, about the Salvation Army. So recently they started their, or restarted their mobile food pantries in Marietta, Ohio. So this project will run for the next four weeks, stopping at uh, four locations that were chosen because uh, due to the high uh, amount of calls for food deliveries, this project will allow a lot of the families to not have to travel a long way to get the food that they need. Um, The project uh, is made up, uh, well, the food in the pantries are made up of pre-packed boxes that have around 30 to 35 servings each gearing towards families, and any food left over will be saved for the next week since it is mainly non-perishable, but they also do offer hot meals, water, snacks, and share critical news about the pandemic. Uh, The Salvation Army's food pantries have actually been a thing since 2016, but they're, like, now expanding this and kind of making this... uh, being more aggressive with this is because of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. So our third news story for today is that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Trump in an asylum case. The ruling on Thursday, June 25th, is that immigrants previously denied asylum by immigration officials have no right to a hearing before a judge, which is kind of problematic. Um, This allows the Trump administration to conduct quick and cursory deportations. And the process for immigrants now is that immigrants must prove that they have a fear of prosecution in order to continue with the asylum process. And if they can't prove that, they can be deported without ever appearing in court. So the case that led to this ruling concerned a Sri Lankan farmer, and he was seeking asylum because he was taken from his fields, arrested, and blindfolded by a gang of men, and then beaten so severely with wooden sticks that he had to spend 11 days in the hospital. And because of this, he fled his country, traveled for seven months to get to Mexico, and then arrived in the U.S. to seek asylum. He ended up receiving a 13-minute hearing without a lawyer, and the immigration officer present ruled that he believed the farmer's account of violence, but decided that he would not be granted asylum, since he could not say who arrested him and the reason for the arrest. 
And then after this, the ninth U.S. Court of Appeals intervened, saying that asylum seekers and immigrants actually have the right to habeas corpus, or the ability to go to court to argue against one's detention. However, the Supreme Court disagreed, and the vote was 7-2. Justice Samuel Alito wrote for the opinion, saying that habeas corpus and the right to due process both do not require a hearing before a judge, and apparently this was up upheld by a 1996 law from Congress. This entire case was an important win to the Trump administration, and even the Department of Homeland Security supported the outcome of this case, deeming that this was an important victory for the enforcement of the immigration law. Imagine walking here for like seven months, like from where he lived to like Mexico and then to the US, and then saying, oh yeah, you don't get asylum. That's crazy, like not even the chance. Exactly. So, well, the next news is also as, is a <laughs> bit good not good at the same time so recently there have been uh strikes and protests at the redwood city correctional facility um so it's um it started out as a hunger strike on june 16th over the um this is a maybe a little confusing but um so the food supplier to these correctional facilities were charging this redwood city facility higher prices than other ones so due to that, the high prices, um, there was a lower amount of food. Um, so the inmates started a hun hunger strike in protest of this. Um, they also started a change.org petition that was signed with, uh, that had signed, had people, had 1,700 people signed. Um, and the hunger strike lasted for around 10 days. Um, by the end of the 10 days, there were also people protesting outside the jail who also called the called and emailed the county sheriff and the county department to demand justice. And they finally get, did. It ended on uh, June 26th when their demands were met. However, in addition to... like It started out with the um, protests against the high prices, but... It was also because the jail, uh, the inmates were protesting the lack of free phone calls to their families during the pandemic, um, especially since for a long time, the inmates had to pay to call their families or mm -hmm. the families had to pay. And since due, uh, due to the pandemic, many people were laid off and they couldn't afford um, paying for the phone calls. This is very unlike most of the uh, jails around the Bay Area where they the um, facility provides free phone calls along. Um, so that's an issue that they're still struggling with and along with the new remote video visitation system. So since the coronavirus epidemic, they're going for remote visitation or virtual visitation. And it has been having tons of technical issues where it's not really working at all. So many inmates cannot see their family virtually. Mm -hmm. and remotely just another issue and but this is a step forward in listening to the um needs of the inmates and their families mm -hmm. i really hope they're getting that system fixed yeah um so that's it for our morning edition i hope that we hope that you learned something new from the news mm -hmm. thank you for listening